0: This week I want to talk about something very current, a very modern problem, and that is striking some sort of productive and healthy balance between your online or digital activities and your real life. The draw and appeal of things like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and online gaming can be so powerful to many folks that it might affect the quality of their overall lives. We'll dig into this important topic after this quick word from our sponsor.
1: Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field tested, and ready to use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is Gentleman's Guide to That's Gentleman's Guide to you can go to Gentleman's Guide to Flirting dot com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or ebooks and start changing your life now.
0: Hello there. Welcome to episode sixty-four of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting Podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com, and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. So, recently I watched a movie named The Social Dilemma for Netflix. Social Dilemma, D-I-L-E-M-M-A. You can see the movie yourself now on YouTube at no cost, I believe, in your area, even if you don't have a Netflix subscription this podcast, just to be clear, isn't about the movie itself. This isn't a reaction or an analysis or a critique of the movie. But after I watched it, I felt there were a couple couple of the points made in the movie deserve some analysis and discussion and were very much relevant to what may be your day-to-day experience and maybe even some problems and challenges that you're facing in your own lives. So... So here we are. None of the main points in the movie were news to me, given that my personal day work and my primary business, the way I make my money to support myself and my family, is in the technology and internet arena. I keep very much up to date in my various fields of expertise, as we all should. The movie came out in 2020, and its purpose was to provide some perspectives into how the creators of the movie felt that Many of the major U.S. or, I guess, I should say, Western-based social media companies that their, their overall design can lead to addictive behavior on the part of many people. It can manipulate people's views and opinions, and they can spread can help spread conspiracy theories and disinformation and misinformation, all to maximize profit. That's kind of their thesis to support their argument in the documentary. There, there were quite a few interviews with many, many former employees and top executives from social media and other technology companies like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, and some others. Those interview, the, the people being interviewed were asked to draw on their experiences as they worked to help, in many cases, develop some of these products from scratch or build on capabilities onto those platforms to help monetize them. And those people were asked, like, to give their perspectives on how that work and how those platforms operate might have led to some uh, serious negative, uh, problematic social, political, and cultural knock-on effects or consequences. The film really digs into some of the, for lack of a better term, manipulative techniques that they claim that these social media companies have used to cause their users to be addicted. Now, remember for many of these like Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, you don't have to You don't have to pay anything. There may be some paid components to it to get to premium services, but you don't have to pay uh, for most of these things. So, uh, and there's an old kind of ad, well I say old, but maybe there's a adage in the internet social media space that if you're not paying for a product, you are the product. So that's very much front and center in this movie's perspective. But the, the interviewees also state that these knock on effects to the end users, they can lead to increased rates of depression and increased suicide rates, especially among teens and younger folks. The movie also talks about the dangers of artificial intelligence and fake news. Um, I'm not saying that I agree with all these points. We'll get into that as the, as we progress through the podcast, what my specific feelings are. I'm just basically trying to give you some background. If you haven't seen the movie yourself, just give me an idea what it was all about. One of the presenters said, called it a quote, disinformation for profit business model, unquote. And that companies, those companies make more money by allowing quote, unregulated messages to reach anyone for the best price, unquote. They also touched on the issue of social media's broader effect on people's mental health at large. Specifically, they touched on how like a large amount of consuming of social media content can, in subtle ways, have a range of negative impacts on people. The thing that really got me was the movie states that Gen Z, like younger, like t- teenage range, teenage age range, uh, y- young ladies, hospitalizations from self-harm, like cutting, are up dramatically since around 2010. That's what the, st- the overall medical statistics say in aggregate. And along with that, they're said that suicides are up by a staggering level as well. They gave the exact statistics in the movie itself, but I'll go and repeat them here because it's not something I was really aware of. A 62% increase in hospitalizations for American females aged 15 to 19, and a 189% increase in females aged 10 to 14 due to self-harm, like cutting, beginning in 2010 to 2011. Second piece, a 70% increase in suicide for females aged 15 to 19 and a 151% increase in females aged 10 to 14 beginning when social media was first introduced in 2009. Those numbers are what stopped me in my tracks and those numbers are what made me create this episode about the problem itself, about the subject of like life balance and life priorities. I don't have corresponding statistics for men or boys we'll leave that for another day and when i can find reliable statistics that i can i feel comfortable repeating to you all right now that we have laid out all that context that finally leads me to my central points my point is for you you might be dealing with the same set of problems but For the ladies, the ladies coming up in this challenging world alongside you, you'll stand out for being well-intentioned. You'll stand out for being impeccably well-behaved. You'll stand out for being respectful to her and everyone else. You'll stand out for your standards of conduct. You'll stand out in her mind for how well you treat her and everyone else around you, her family, her friends. Just people in general that you come across out in normal daily life. As I am sure many of you can attest to, the general public can be vicious and brutal online. Toxicity abounds. And I guess younger people are more prone to damage and being affected in a negative way by that toxic brew of behavior online. Yeah, of course, the problem can affect people of any age, of course. Let's take a quick look at the different groups of platforms and see, you know, let's just discuss them very briefly. Dating sites and dating apps. Those are obviously directly related to our normal topics and themes of the, from the book and from this, from these podcast episodes. And those platforms certainly aren't immune to people behaving badly very badly and in harmful ways perhaps you've experienced some of this yourself in fact it was largely stories from my single female friends in my personal life that finally pushed me over the edge to invest the time the money and the energy into creating the gentleman's guide to flirting book and these podcasts in the first place what about social media in general flicking through instagram facebook twitter TikTok, or whatever social media platforms you have in your country or in your area of the your region of the world i urge you to limit no matter what's what you have available to you i urge you to limit your time spent on these time sucking platforms they're they work in such a way to go and appeal to your interests and in some cases your interests may not be the best maybe they like to feed you very negative politically slanted news news articles that tend to make you angry maybe they try to go and keep you sucked in by looking at like beautiful women or sports or gambling just whatever your interests are I don't and again I don't think that these platforms any of them that I'm aware of that, that are they ma- considered majors around the world I don't consider them evil they are going after profitability and money and they're monetizing you. So the more that they can keep you on these platforms to consume whatever whatever, it is, you know, people dancing or making humorous content on TikTok, people sharing uh, events and pictures and stuff from their normal daily lives on Facebook. People sharing content, pictures, and videos on Instagram. No matter what it is, they, they want to go and feed you whatever like um, fits your mood, uh, fits your uh, is aligned with your interests to keep you on those platforms so they can they can put ads in front of you that they think are relevant to, to you for as many hours per day as you're willing to stay online, stay awake, and keep scrolling through that stuff. Got it? You're the you're the product. the The customers are the ad companies that are they're selling. They're the ones. Putting, putting up the money to go and sell the ads. You're the person consuming the content, and you're going to get as many ads stuffed in front of your face as possible. That's just how these social media platforms work, with their good, both the good and bad consequences. So, but back to the back to my point. I urge you to limit the, your time spent on these time sucking platforms. Remember why you're there. They're fun, yes. They're interesting, yes. But ask yourself can you stack the wins you need every day can you stack the wins you need today and tomorrow and and the day after that and every day after that to hit your goals if you spend several hours a day scrolling through social media posts I have the same question if you spend a lot of time looking at porn, you know, there's like a, we got, there's a lot of people around the world that have great high bandwidth connections. There's just seem, seemingly an unlimited amount of pornography to look at. That could be another thing that can be eating up a lot of your hours of your time per day that you need to be spending in perhaps in more constructive ways. I have the same question for sitting around and watching TV or Netflix or whatever it is you have for movies and programmed like television-like content in your, in your country. Where are the goals and where's the focused activity towards stacking those daily wins to achieve those goals if you're spending multiple hours a day binge-watching TV series, uh, movies, or what have you? I have the same question for Twitch. What about watching games all day? Watching someone else play video games or playing games yourself? Online gaming—they're they're, very—they're great. They're super interesting, but you—I think you can do those in moderation. You know, let me—I'm not a total prude here. Uh, it is fine to incorporate entertainment in your life. It is necessary to build in times for relaxation. I'm—I'm I'm talking about pushing yourself. I talk about pushing yourself all the time because I feel a sense of urgency around that because I um, think the world's a tough, very tough competitive place. It's hard to stand out, it's hard to prosper, it's hard to thrive unless you pour energy into the right things and, those, and pouring that energy in does take time. But you need an adequate amount of mental and physical breaks built into your day, built into your schedule so that you can stay fresh, keep your mind sharp, get new ideas, find new ways to go and achieve your goals, and also so that you get enough rest and you recharge yourself. I want to make one more point you know i i I just got through talking shit about gaming and social media and porn and all this kind of stuff but i want to talk about news just very briefly i used to have a problem with this one myself i spent a lot of time every day looking at news feeds trying to find like the best source of where i felt i was informed i don't really fall into the like conspiracy theory traps on like the super conservative right wing or super left liberal side whatever whatever you call it in your in your country in your in your where you live but i used to have a problem trying to find news i used to have this problem and at least until i came up with the approach for consuming news the right news and making sure as best i can that only facts facts and informed opinions enter my head informed opinions from experts make it into my head not just a constant deluge of slanted material and conspiracy theories and fake news or whatever you call it I don't want any of that appearing before my eyes because it utterly wastes my time and and it just isn't good. Now, I I won't go into all of that here because I went over that in detail in episode 10. That's the episode which I called, quote, Smart is Cool. And in hindsight, I should have thought of a better name for episode 10. But if that's something that interests you, that came out, I released that on the 22nd of April. I'm sorry, the 22nd of September of 2020. That's episode 10. So check that out. I've got some really good information in there. It may be eye opening for you, specifically on the subject of how to consume news in a really efficient way that keeps you informed as a citizen. When you walk around, you feel like you're informed as an intelligent person, but you haven't spent too much time sifting through piles of garbage to get to the facts. All right. Let me just step back a little bit. I believe that you should enjoy the physical world, physical world life. What kind of things are in the physical world? A wife is real world. Children are real world. Your whole family is real world. A girlfriend is real world. Pretty face, pretty eyes, in person, the smell, the taste, all that, the touch, all that's great. Your friends can be both. You can have both friends online and friends in the, in the real world, but have both. The life priority framework that we go over in part one of the book doesn't list social media in their at all, because it shouldn't. I mean, I talk about social media, using social media in part three to meet women because that's aligned with the purpose of the book, but social I don't believe social media should be like a a central part of your life consuming big chunks of it. Now, I need to be open-minded here. Uh, you, You can make your living online through gaming. You could be a YouTube or a TikTok or some other type of content creator and get paid for that get paid for ads, get paid by those platforms for putting the time in, to create the content, to generate the views where they can sell the ads to normal people, remember. But most people don't make anything or much to speak of online on any of those platforms. All of them, all the majors right now are super saturated and it's very, really tough to go and make a living or even any money, a meaningful amount of money in any way there. Either way, please don't neglect to live your life to its fullest. And that can be a mix of online and real world, but you need to thoughtfully consider what the right mix is for you. My point is, you don't want to wait too many years and find out that life, uh, the full richness of life has passed you by. Look at me. I am talking shit here, but I'm on social media. You see my account on Twitter, you see me on Instagram and some other places. I have this I also have this podcast which you're listening to right now, which does well and is growing organically and I and I do post videos of the podcast episodes on YouTube. Um, Instagram and Facebook but I do that because that is my sales funnel for my books and my coming merchandise and I'm doing that to further diversify my income streams for myself and my family because that's part of my broader goals in life to to make sure that I'm making have the income coming in to go and support the people that I care about most in this world Now, I do use my social media sometimes for bizarre looking things like because I'm trying to get eyes on my stuff because there's just countless millions of people on there clamoring for attention. And I need to sometimes need to go tap people on the shoulder in a nice, in a respectful way, in a nice way, but sometimes it may sound weird, but I'm doing that for marketing reasons. It's not like I'm doing I'm behaving one way online and telling you guys to do something else. I've got my reasons. It's my sales funnel. I need more eyes on my stuff because I think my content, my books, my podcast needs to exist and i think it benefits people but i need to draw people's attention there and i don't want to spend not one penny on ads so uh, as i wrap up uh for for ladies what i want to leave you with for ladies coming up in this very challenging world alongside you it's a very challenging world for for you and everyone you you buddy you will stand out for following the principles and the gentleman's guide to flirting book the principles that we espouse and we discuss on these podcasts The book has you covered both ways for meeting women. Part two is in person, and part three is online. It's got everything that you need, but both parts two and part three, they end up in the real world. Part two starts in the real world, ends in the real world with dates, actually in-person dates. But what I, in part three, online, I don't want to keep you online. I don't think it's healthy for you to stay online. I think you use whatever you're comfortable with, like dating apps, dating sites, whatever you feel comfortable using, but you drive towards more um, rich human interactions, you you initially drive towards either, like for example, for online, you're driving towards uh, either a, like a phone call or a video call or an in-person date, preferably an in-person date. I don't believe in going back and forth with texts for and in, in texts or messaging in the dating app for days or weeks or months i don't freaking believe it i i think you gotta go and say enough to where she trusts you enough and you trust each other enough you trust the situation enough to know it's safe and then you make it you'll get across a certain line and then you'll decide it's time to go and and up the stakes a little bit you got good video options now where you can take a look at each other and in the probably just in a few seconds you can kind of sort out if you this is a, the person you're talking to is someone you really want to meet do they look trustworthy uh do they look like they're any kind of problem or not and just drive towards that in-person meeting the The actual real physical world is orders of magnitude better than staying purely digital in my opinion it should come to you as no surprise that i don't believe in having an online girlfriend that you never meet ever i mean i suppose if you're like a researcher up at, at the freaking north pole and you go be up there for a year, or, <laughs> or you're an astronaut up on the freaking space station for six months or something. There's gonna be a little bit of time we gotta be apart. But for most people, where, where your your girlfriend is hopefully in some reasonable commuting distance, you, you guys need to like meet in person because that's just how how that just works out better for humans. And if you're nervous about social interactions or you actively dread them, believe me, I am. I came up. When I was young, I was very introverted, extremely, extremely introverted. I don't think you'll be more introverted than I was. But you need to find a way to get past that. And I believe the book put will put you on that exact path. It'll give you the confidence to go and break that initial ice to let people know that that great guy, you, exists and, and all your good points can be allowed to surface in front of a potentially really great woman and just really change your life. All right, I'll stop preaching at you. Uh, That's all I have for this week. Let's get to work out there. Let's go.